Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest, go on vacation, or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I.com. Are you ready to get started? Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Vanessa. And you're listening to Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30 minutes or less. And we just finished watching um, Beverly Hills. And so they have wrapped up their trip, but a lot this, I guess, the second episode of the trip, the fourth episode of the season. Um, man, I just want to say move over Peloton. I would totally get the Rena Margarita bike. I think it's gonna be the new fitness craze. I think, and personally, I feel like that was the most enjoyable part of this entire episode. (laughs) It was the lightest part. That's for sure. Like the rest of it was kind of heavy. Um, Yeah. I'm just kind of, I don't know about you, Abby, but I'm over Lucy, Juicy, Apple, whatever the dog's name is. I'm kind of over it. Well, and if this is what the whole season centered around, it's going to be a really weak season. And they like, you know, promote, I mean, they always say it's the most dramatic season ever, but like everybody of the cast and other people are saying like, no, this one's really crazy. And if this is all we've got, I am going to be underwhelmed. Oh, for sure. So the beginning of the episode starts with each of the women dividing up the day. So this is like post-fight with Teddy and Lisa and I guess Dorit. So they Do you think all it was divide- odd? Do you think Go it was ahead. odd they were all doing separate activities, though? I, I, usually that does not happen. Like maybe a couple will talk about it and say, like, we're shopping. We're going to go snorkeling. But, like, it was like they all – and maybe we missed that part, but it was like they all just knew they were going to separate. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like the producers, I don't know if this cast has a little bit more pull with the producers and what they want to do and how they want to write out the story. But you're right. You definitely, it seems a little bit like a more of a group decision. Um, But I was thinking to myself, of those activities, which one would you do? Would you do the shopping, snorkeling, or golf? I definitely would not do golf. Um, I don't have the patience for golf and I've never really been interested in the sport, to be honest. So I think I would do snorkeling if there was booze on the boat. And if there's not booze on the boat, then I would do shopping. What about I you? I agree. I agree with you. I would have picked snorkeling first too, because I feel like if you're, you mean you and I are Midwestern girls, like we never see the yeah. ocean. So if I'm going to be around the ocean, I want to be there, but it did look like they did get boozy on the boat. Um, they did. I liked that Rena. <laughs> she just knows how to fire people up. I mean, like, who knew that she was the ultimate hype man? Because she was crazy at the shower, and she was really firing up Dorit about Dorit's talking about the dogs. So she admits that there were two. She's essentially given back two dogs. Um, which isn't that a red flag not to give her the second? She already gave back one. Uh, yeah, that is a red flag. But I guess you know you choose to give people a second chance if they're one of your good friends. 
Yeah, I guess. But um, I like how Rena was like, you do what you need to do for your kids and you tell everybody to F off. And like, it was just, she can fire up a group in a good and bad way. Oh, for sure. And she knows exactly what she's doing when she says it. Like, I feel like given her experience being on the show, I really do feel like Rena is really playing into this persona that she's created for herself where it's all about owning it and fuck this, fuck that. Like, I feel like she's really playing that up. She is, and I am a sucker for it because I really love it. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And I was hoping um, more drunk dancing on her on the boat. Like, we'd get a round two like we did on I'm, one of the other shows. I could, like, honestly do, like, a bloopers reel just of Rena drunk dancing. Oh, for sure. For sure. It could be two hours and I'd watch it but um so it's Camille Denise Rena who am I forgetting Kyle oh no not no Kyle. Dorit Dorit, Dorit. Dorit. <laughs> they are all on the boat and then Erica randomly calls Teddy to go golfing and of the two just your first thought before you saw them swing who would you have thought was going to be bad at golf and who would have been good I would have thought Erica would have been bad and Teddy good and Erica's really good and Teddy is the worst golfer I've ever seen I, like you said, I don't have any interest in golf. And even if it were sh- for shits and grins, like on the show, I, that wouldn't be fun for me. Like I would no, not want to No, I'd get frustrated. That. Yes. I would same. end up like throwing a club in a lake. Um, <laughs> for sure. But I thought it was really neat to see. So, you know, Erica and Teddy had a lot of beef last year and they clearly have moved past it because Erica was giving her really solid advice about standing up to LVP with this whole dog thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I like, she's like, well, you know, you got to tell your same story a hundred times. And if she says it, you got to tell her a hundred more. Like, yeah, she was coaching her in a different way. Like, I feel like Rena's more like a, you know, fuck that, fuck this with Dorit. And Erica is showing the side of her where she's married to a lawyer and it's like, no, you keep your same story. You show, keep your receipts. Yeah. Like, have it's your true. facts straight. It was very legal. Like, you get your story and you stick to it. You don't waver and you just tell it as many times as you need to. Um, But so then Kyle and Lisa are shopping. And I thought, like, Lisa never, one, never apologizes. And we'll get into that in a second. But also never, ever, like, sees any other side to any story. Like, even if I think I'm in the right, if someone explains their perspective to me, I'm at least open to it and can acknowledge that everyone's going to view situations in the world differently than myself and it was really frustrating Lisa talking to Kyle that she was not even open to the idea of how other people were seeing it oh yeah no she's very stubborn I'm usually in arguments or I guess I think of like fights with my husband if (laughs) you know where he's (laughs) the only people we fight with yeah yeah you know, he's right, but I'm usually stubborn and then eventually I'll cave in. I'm like, fine, you're right. And you know, I, I, she never does that. And it, it's frustrating to watch. I feel like it amplifies these arguments that she has with the other women way more than it probably would had, if she would ever just own up to her part in it. Yeah. I just, and then, so she calls Teddy into her room before dinner after the day of activities. And she says she just wants to clear up confusion. And poor Teddy thought she was getting an apology from LVP. Yeah. No, it was, it was really awkward. (laughs) It was so weird. And then I just feel like Teddy, and maybe this is Teddy. She's just like all in on everything, but it was really intense how quickly she like got upset and then was like telling Dorit. Like I would have just left it as, I don't know how I got roped into this. 
I, all I know is someone told me about the dog situation. I haven't repeated it. And I don't really care beyond that. I don't think Dorit, you're a bad person for giving up the dog. Lisa, I can see why you're upset because you have, you're running a business, but at the end of the day, I'm not involved in this, but she just gets so worked up. It makes you wonder, is she trying to like hide something or she feels, it felt like maybe she feels guilty about something. Well, I took it as with her. I feel like that was showing her taking Erica's advice to heart. I also feel like when Teddy gets mad, it's almost like seeing your mom mad. Like where it kind of comes out of nowhere and you're like, wait, are you mad or are you not? Because you have like this straight face, but I'm trying not to laugh looking at you, but you're not (laughs) budging. Yeah, Um, that's true. But go ahead. No, it was just kind of odd how quickly it's like it went from Rinna, like coming over and having breakfast with Kyle and um, Teddy and saying like, oh, I think this is the puppet master. And then, you know, Teddy's like, maybe you're right to all of a sudden she is just so upset and is like, I never lie. This is, you know, testing my character. It's just, it was a lot. It went quickly. It was a lot. And it also makes me wonder if this is Teddy playing up. Like Teddy, I think is smarter than we think, um, than we give her credit for. And I, I almost see her as like, Hey, keep me on the show. Like, you know what I mean? Like I can make things That's interesting. True. I can play into the drama. I'm not just a cool girl. I won't put up with any shit either. And this is kind of her way of doing that. Uh, that's a good point. Um, so then basically nothing happened. Like there's no resolution. Teddy goes back and it's like, okay, now it's time for dinner. And they're all going to the dinner spot. Um, I have to say, usually I like LVP is always like, it's not how I would dress, but it's very LVP. Like I will say long sleeve sweet sequins does not scream Bahama wear to me. <laughs> it's like New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you like an Aspen? Um, but so they sit down for dinner and it takes everybody a while to get there. But once everyone's there, LVP and Teddy are staring at each other oh, so intensely. Oh my God. It reminded me, do you remember Bring It On where they talk about like eye fucking? <laughs> from yes. The I thought but it was like, like, I, that, like, but like, I hate I murdering. <laughs> yeah. It was cracking um, me up watching it, actually. It was weird. It was so bizarre. But if there was one shining moment in this episode, minus the Rena bike, uh, Margarita bike, like never thought I would say this, but Denise Richards, you are my spirit animal. When everyone was talking about like the fancy food, she was like, I'd rather just order off the kids' menu and have like chicken fingers. And God love her. Because wouldn't we all at the end of the day? Like, I do like a, a little bit of a fancy meal every now and then, but. Who doesn't want just a good old fashioned fried food? Yeah. I want some fries. Like good for her. I loved that. I thought it was so cute. She, I will admit, and I didn't know what to expect with Denise. Cause I, outside of, you know, her movie career and knowing that she was kind of like a sexy actress and had, you know, married to Charlie Sheen. I didn't know what to expect with her, but she's a lot more likable and a little more down to earth than I expected, which I like. I do too. I think she's going to be a good balance for all these over the top women. Um, but so basically it all of a sudden Lisa pulls like she, what she did last season, like Dorit said at Pally house and basically said she's leaving because no one's talking to her. She has a a. 4am flight and she's over it. Um, nobody really seemed to be defending Lisa other than just saying like, stay, keep eating dinner. But I think they were all thrilled. She left minus Kyle. Yeah, I, I wish Lisa would not run away every single time. Like, I kind of wish she would be like, listen, bitches, let's have fun and have a good time. 
and I don't she know. Move pull- on with that. Yeah. She needs to read a page from the Erica Jane book because, I mean, Erica Jane will finish a meal even if it's so awkward. Like, she does not, like, back down, doesn't care. Like, you can just stare at her the whole time. Like, just what she did in the previous episode at that lunch on the beach. She was just like, I'm not going to apologize. I left, I wrote you a card. I thought that was nice. And and then ate her salad. Uh, I think LVP could use a little bit of that. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. That's actually a really, really good comparison and a really good point. I um, wish that they showed more. I'm, I wish I want to, I want to see more drunk moments of them in the club. It was just little like snippets. And I agree. Like that is everyone's like favorite part is watching these women be drunk. And then Kyle's rolling around on the ground, couldn't get into her room. I'm really bummed we missed all of that. I think that's like, that's what we all want to see. Yes. More of that and less about the damn dog. But the episode ends with Ken. Yeah. Um, printing out the text messages between blizzard which is like the weirdest fucking last name i know he needs a new name i yeah i thought it was weird i just i just didn't think ken was one to really get that involved in the drama to take it to that level but i guess he is one of those i mean he loves lisa so much and maybe he knows she's struggling and just was trying to defend her the best he could but it just seemed a little odd that he went and asked blizzard to print out all the texts Yes. And Teddy, we just posted it to our Instagram at Real Mobs. Teddy posted the text chain. So please take a look for yourselves and you guys can decide on whose side you're on with this dog gate that won't ever end. But yeah, I don't even know what to think anymore, to be honest. I'm just kind of over it. Uh, It's totally random, but I made a note of this. Did you think it was odd when Lisa called our house that the housekeeper said Todd residence? Isn't their last name Vanderpump? Oh, um, yeah. No, but I think he's Ken Todd. <laughs> he is? E- let me Google this while we're talking. Well, I just think maybe it is Ken Todd. I just thought it was weird. So is Vanderpump Lisa's maiden name? Um, let's see. She's been married for a pretty long time. Yeah, his name is Ken Todd. Okay, so I guess she just does it because it sounds fancy. And she is a Vanderpump, so she just never changed her name. Or maybe, like, professionally she goes by Vanderpump and personally does Todd. Yeah, maybe. But didn't she get married at, like, 21 and and Ken had all the restaurants? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a Vanderpump on the other side of the pond is like being a Vanderbilt here. It's just a very distinguished family. Possibly. Possibly. I don't know. But speaking of Vanderpump, how fun and like amazing was the episode this week? It was Pump Rules. so good. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, there's a little bit of everything in this episode. I mean, you, if, I would love to hear someone explain to me why they thought it was a bad episode. Cause I don't think I could say one thing. Like you said, there was a little bit of everything. There was love. There was drama. There was Laughs. having one night stands <laughs> from Range Rovers that turned into engagements. Oh my gosh. We've got so much to talk about. So first, so yeah, go jump in. No, Let's I was going to say the episode starts with Lala's breakup with Rand ends up being like a 17 hour breakup. And the girls are trying to make her feel better by getting, putting vodka in little baby bottles. Yeah, cute, but maybe, like, you made a note of this. Maybe not the best idea for someone who said they're trying to maybe live a sober life. Yeah, I thought that was weird to me. 
I, I maybe, and I kind of wonder how, I feel like she, Lala, has been a lot more explicit about sub- her sobriety post-pump, so maybe the girls didn't really realize that, but I just assume people knew that, so I thought that was a little strange. Well, and I also wonder if maybe in the beginning she's saying, like, we, I'm doing this because Rand doesn't want me to drink, but then upon further reflection, she realized she really did have a problem because the story, like you said, she's been saying post-pump is the reason why it was she was using it as a tool for grief. So maybe she just wasn't ready to admit that to herself or to anyone else. Exactly. Um, but so they're all hanging out to cheer up, and then they realize that there was really no reason to do that. Uh, and then we get to see a little bit more of Brittany and Jax's house, uh, including where Jax hangs out to play. Is that like, would you, it's not a real drum set. I don't even know what I'd call that thing. I feel like it's a drum set where you can only hear in the headphones. So we can't annoy Um, everyone else around him. That's how, what I think those are. Yeah. It just seems like something that like a 12 year old kid would have, but that might be fitting for Jax. Yes. Did you Um, love the light light up sign that said Jax cave? I love that Brittany called it a fart closet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I mean, it was, it's what I expect every frat boy to have in their frat room. Um, I don't think I'd expect an almost 40 year old man to have it in his house, but uh, teach their own Jax, if that's what makes you happy. Uh, I did think it was really funny though, that Ariana and Tom are still talking about this kid thing. Like it seems pretty obvious that she does not want kids. And he keeps thinking like, possibly either she he's going to convince her of it or I think he's like hoping for a medical breakthrough and he that men are gonna be able to carry children I don't know I will say it makes me wonder that she and I hate to use the term leading on but we don't know what goes on in their relationship they only film so much throughout the year I feel it makes me wonder if she's had like given him mixed signals or has said things that makes him really believe that this can work in their relationship. Yeah, there's, I think there's definitely a lot more to it because it just the parts we're seeing, it's not it's not all adding up. If it was really important to Sandoval, like, why would you stay with someone who's saying they don't want kids? And maybe she's saying she doesn't want to physically carry them, but she's open to adoption. Uh who knows? I, it'll just be interesting to see what happens with those two. I will say, like, you can see how much Tom loves Ariana by saying that he would raise a child on his own. Whether yeah. or not she wants it. When he was saying that, I was like, are you fucking crazy? Like, it is What not... part of me wanted to be? Yeah. No, you don't do that. I mean, if you don't well, have the option, I wouldn't choose that for myself is what I'm trying to say. No. Well, I also want to say like borrow my kids for a day and see if you still feel like that. I, anyone who's listening, if you are a single parent, you are a superhero, whether you're a single dad or a single mom, the moments where I have to watch my kids by myself, I get so stressed. I feel like I'm not a very good parent in that moment because there's just so much going on. Um, so I, I don't know why someone would choose it. Like that but it's it's just the hardest job in the world oh so my god those who do it hats off a hundred percent and even as you were saying that i was thinking well andy cohen is choosing chosen excuse me to do that for himself however he does have um the means to get support additional support than probably most people i'm not saying yeah, he's I mean, not doing a lot of the legwork but you know yeah, I guess that's a good point. If you have a good family network that I could see possibly, like I know someone who actually like went to a sperm bank and did IVF and did the whole thing because she really wanted a kid. 
Um, but she has a very, very supportive family that's helped her. Uh, I just, uh, if I were Tom, like his family doesn't live here. I don't know. If it's a lot, but we'll see. I doubt he'll actually end up having a kid. Yeah. So I would agree with that. Their house looks amazing. And I feel like we should add pictures of it to our stories for you all to see, but it is such a yes. nice house. It's, it's awesome. Um, and that, so that moment, like it was pretty, I think that was like a very like adult conversation we were witnessing. And then it kind of jumps to Lala talking about how she got her Range Rover. Oh my gosh. Lala, I like, I'm actually kind of surprised by how um, unapologetic she's been these last couple episodes with her relationship with Rand um, from being willing to get BJ's for the PJ and how she bangs Rand and then gets a Range Rover. Like, it's kind of like, what? What life are you living where that happens? Yeah, I think, like, a part of her was, like, trying to deny it and not be that person that she saw that people didn't like her. So she's just going so far the other way. I think there's a balance. The other thing, and obviously in this moment, like, as they're filming at this point, they're not engaged. But Randall has one daughter. Does he have two daughters? I think two. I know he has at least two. She's going to be a stepmom, and one day her stepdaughters might be watching that show I just don't know if that's the example I want to set out for young girls like just bang a rich man and you're just gonna have this amazing lifestyle and then I mean she even said after they had broken up for the 17 hours that you know she could blow any guy and get back on a private jet I just I don't know if that's the message I'd want to send no for sure I agree with that I mean I think it's there's a fine balance of being unapologetic and saying what you think and like showing a little bit of a sense of humor with what people um, op- make think of you with your opinion. But also if you're going to be a stepmom, these girls are going to look up to you. Like you got to have that in the back of your mind. And to me, it just shows her age. I, yeah. She's just very immature. She probably isn't even thinking like, Oh, in 10 years when I am a stepmom or maybe even, you know, a mother of my own biological child, um, they're going to see this. Uh, but I did love shortly after that watching Stassi and Bo's mom together oh my gosh I cried it was was so so sweet sweet it was probably honestly truthfully like my favorite part of the episode just because it felt very real but Stassi got to meet Bo's mom for the first time and she's super nervous as any woman would be and she just loves him so much so she just wants to impress her mother-in-law and wants to have a good relationship because she sees herself marrying Bo and it went, it looked, I mean, it went so well and I thought it was so sweet. I didn't actually believe Bo when he, I think in his interview talked about recording them and I was like, nah, he's not doing that. And then when he played it, I was like, Oh my God. So sweet. And then he said he looked at the camera, like with the biggest, like happiest smile on his face. And said, I think it went well. It was just so cute. And I really can't wait for them to get engaged. And they have the weirdest, creepiest, like, horror film-inspired wedding. It's going to be amazing. They're a really good match. And I will say, like, in previous seasons, I've never necessarily been, like, a huge Saucy fan. Like, I enjoy her shenanigans. But I also cringe at her word vomiting that she does sometimes. But I feel like Bo has softened her and has made yes. her more likable for me. So I, oh, I'm glad she's happy. I agree. Like after watching this, I feel like Stassi and I could be best friends. And I've never felt that way about her from previous seasons. Oh, for sure. 
So what did you think about, so after that, so they meet, then the Toms are talking about having their lawyer look at the terms contract for Tom Tom. Do you think it's good that they're having a lawyer? Like Lisa in that interview seemed a little annoyed that they were doing that. She did seem annoyed by it, which is funny because in her mind, I, I mean, in my mind, the way she left it to them was, here's the term sheet. I don't really want to have to do it, but if you guys want to, we can so, I mean, if they were the ones who wanted it, they're obviously going to look at it and read everything. They're not just going to sign it, you know, based on trust. So, I, yeah, I thought it was odd that she was annoyed by it because and her originally in her conversations with them, she said she didn't even want to do one. Oh, yeah. And it, honestly, it makes me wonder if they just kind of play that part up for the show and there may be in negotiations or whatnot. But it just seemed like she would do the same if the worlds were reversed. So I thought that was a little interesting. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, so the other thing that I thought was kind of surprising in a good way is how Jax took care of Brittany after getting her wisdom teeth out. Yeah, I, it was, I was surprised by it, but just so watching him just annoyed me <laughs> when he said he well, would get when, a boner from taking I care know, of her. I know, he said, I get off on it. I was like, really? That's, you made it really gross. Yes. But I could just see him. I don't know. I, like I could see him being like, oh, I kind of forgot to wake her up to take a painkiller or like oh, she was being so annoying and wouldn't even, like, get up on her own or I had to keep bringing her stuff. But it seemed like he was helping her and excited to help her. Um, and then Ariana and uh, Schwartzy stopped by. And <laughs> so the one thing, we skipped the part where they were all golfing, golfing, and the one thing Sandoval said is, please stop asking Ariana about having kids. It's, she doesn't want to talk about it, and it's making it an awkward you know, part of our relationship. So what does Jax do? He apologizes to Ariana for previously asking her about wanting to have kids. Oh, my gosh. I thought Schwartz's interview, like, summed it up perfectly. Like, he's an ultimate shit disturber. Like, he knows exactly what he's doing, and he loves to stir the pot and, like, feel like he's Mr. Know-it-all. And it, like, aggravates the shit out of me watching it. Maybe it's your reptilian brain, though. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So then we all end up at Kristen and Carter's house and they are, I mean, they've since broken up, but they are in a horrible part of their relationship. And so what better time to bring in Bo's mom who does relationship workshops and she starts telling everybody like when you get mad and what she say, like you want to react like immediately, that's your reptilian brain acting out. Which I didn't quite get it. but I didn't quite get it. I mean, I kind of got it with the example. But if I were to try to explain that to someone who does not watch Vanderpump Rules, I feel like I would feel stupid. <laughs> yeah. It would I mean, not right make now, any sense. Yeah. Even right now trying to, like, explain it. I'm like, I don't even really understand what was going on. But what I do know is Carter sucks, basically. He does suck. And the entire time they were fighting um, – Stassi and Katie were arguing with Carter about their really about Kristen and Carter's relationship I was just really I was distracted by their bedroom and how I really liked it I was like wow I love the headboard I was like I really like all the blues and I'm like wait 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 focus it yeah it was it was just odd um but it I mean they've they've since broken up I just think it was funny that and Stassi touched on it too, that Kristen's saging everyone. Like Kristen, who was just on a vacation where she was falling all over the place, rambling drunk is now like, as Stassi said, Mahat, uh, Mahatma Gandhi telling everybody like 
to be calm and it's okay. It's because she now has figured out her reptilian brain. Thanks to Bo's mom. No, Kristen's crazy. She needs help. And I'm glad if the rumors are truly true that she and Carter are no longer together. And I hope she spends some time on herself and then can get into like a healthier relationship. Yeah, I think she needs it. I'm excited to see who she ends up with. Uh, I think this could be like, she could be like the next Stassi and be cute to see her fall in love with someone. Yes, I agree. But speaking of love, how are Nene and Greg doing over in Atlanta? Oh my gosh, Abby, this episode of Atlanta. So it was teased pretty, a lot of hype around it in terms of it was structured a little bit differently than before. So this episode, it takes place at Nene's house and it's about a no wig party which is pretty hilarious um i would like to see that in other seasons because we all know these women have weaves in their head most of them that <laughs> so it was pretty funny um so it was all about that greg his health is not doing so great he had a blood clot in his leg and he ended up getting readmitted into the hospital nini still decides to have this party because she feels like it's like a good distraction but if it were me personally i don't know that i would want like all these people around me i probably would want like a closer circle to distract me and so I can be raw and vulnerable and ugly cry. I don't know that I would want everyone around me. So um, that's where we're at. The party's there. Everyone's having laughs about their hair and, you know, wanting to prove out if it's truly real or not. And then <laughs> that bitch, Yovana. So this girl, and that's how she refers to herself. So this girl, oh. Yovana comes to the party she went to a previous party that Nini had I think do you remember me telling you about the whiskey party it was like yes. whiskey and something but there was like no whiskey at the party it was at a winery <laughs> but so Yovana gets shit-faced at this party and Eva claims that she doesn't know her even though they have a mutual friend and that mutual friends in Eva's wedding so it was kind of you know she basically Yovana apologizes for getting shit-based but doesn't apologize for anything she said so that was interesting she's a dime piece tattoo which is trashy and made everyone kind of <laughs> look at her like what um so the episode so everything's happening everyone's drinking shamari's getting more and more wasted like she is like drinking non-stop and you can kind of see it as the um, night progresses and the ladies are laughing at her because she gets a little um, lesbian-esque when she's drinking. <laughs> like, she's, like, wanting to, like, make out with the other women. But um, so that's happening on one end. Then the other end, Nini kind of loses her shit. This is, like, the first moment where Nini loses her shit. So Nini and Marlo have a huge fight. Because when Greg gets his blood caught, he's like, my wife is not doing well and reaches out to Marlo. And he also reaches out to Cynthia. Marlo, I guess, doesn't live near town, comes over and is immediately like, you're not like, let me help you. Nini's not wanting any help and kind of wants her to leave and give her space. And then I think Marlo kind of turned it about her a little bit. Like, I came all the way out here. I want to help you. When really Nini like wanted her to be like, I know you don't want help, but I'm here for you. Like word it more like that. So then they apologize about it. Um, oh, cause me, I, I'm sorry. I'm mixing up all my details. Cause there's so much to keep up with this fight, but <laughs> Marlo didn't want to leave, but Nini wanted her to leave. Eventually Nini apologizes. They're going back and forth. Nini legit has like a breakdown 
And it was, she like just starts losing her shit. And I feel like Nini, and you know, I've talked about this in a couple of our other episodes, but Nini, you love her or you don't like her. Yeah. I feel like she is very, very raw in her emotions. Like you see the good, the bad and ugly. And I feel like it's truly her. She's not hiding anything. It's who she is and what she feels. It may not be the right way to feel, but I don't know what I would do if I were in that situation. So she eventually apologizes to Marlo. Um, it, it calms down a little bit. She's like, I need to cool down and go up to my room, which I think is a little weird. If I had people over at my house, I don't think I would just go to my room and let people like still hang out. But teach yeah. their own. So Shamari um, continues to get more drunk. She goes <laughs> to the bathroom and throws up. She ends up throwing no. up on Eva's shoes and on her dress. And then Eva gets nauseated by her throwing up on her that she throws up in the sink. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Yeah. So then the women <laughs> go upstairs. They go to, to go see Nini. Um, Eva's like, I need a new shirt. I got thrown thrown up on. And then the women are talking about wanting to go check out her closet, Nini's closet, because they had never seen it before. And they hear it's fabulous. So candy. And Portia start to go in there, and then the cameraman cameraman starts to follow them, and then Nini loses her shit and like drags him, and then that's it. End of episode. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. So it I just was feel like all this is like those moments, like if you like, it's like you're having people over in college, and it gets like really drunk, and you think stuff sounds like a good idea, like oh my god like our friends passed out let's go mess with her and it always backfires like it's never anything you think is a good idea never really ends up being one. Oh yeah and apparently nini is like claiming to not be drinking that much i just feel like in she's just very very rational and clearly unstable and making a lot of yeah. crazy decision her decision making skills are not working well her reptilian brain <laughs> it's in full force yes yeah. exactly so <laughs> next week um i think we'll see the end of that fight and honestly like like i've been saying atlanta overall has been meh for me but i'm curious to see how they wrap up the season yeah there's still quite a bit left too, like another month yes um well i mean what a week what a week so now it's time for the highlight of the episode to, before we send it off so, V, who is our shout-out? Chris motherfucking Jenner. Lover what? or hater. <laughs> we love Chris Jenner. She is a momager. We don't know how she deals and keeps up with all the drama in her family. I have no idea what I would do if Mia did any of the things her daughters have done <laughs> it publicly. It's true. I would yeah. shit a lot of bricks. <laughs> but she is... I, I like how extra Chris Jenner is and how kind of she owns who she is and how much she does love her family. And it, I, we give her as moms, we give her props for doing it all. And she was amazing in that commercial with Oh, Rena. yeah, with Lisa Renna. Yes, you got to go to Renna's Instagram with Chris Jenner's. It was pretty funny. It was great. So, well, I love it. We love Jenner. Yes, we love Jenner. So that brings us to the end of our episode where we are a little over than our 30 minutes, but giving you guys a little something extra. So if you really do enjoy listening to us, please, please, please subscribe. Give us a five, give us five stars. And then if you're feeling um, an extra pep in your step, leave us a review as well if you haven't already. And then also follow us on 
Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. We have so much, so much fun content. We stay up to date with all the Bravo news and any hard hitting celebrity news that you need to know about. We will catch you all next week. Hi, I'm Allie Raisman. I've been living with migraine for a while. As an athlete and gymnast, I was taught to just power through the pain. Now I use Ubrelvi or Ubrojapan to treat my migraine attacks. As soon as I feel a migraine attack, I take Ubrelvi, which provides me with quick relief. Once I get relief, I go on with my day. I'm partnering with Ubrelvi to share my migraine story. Ubrelvi quickly stops migraine in its tracks within two hours without worrying where you are. Most people had quick pain relief within two hours. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for prevention. It's available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Most common side effects are nausea and tiredness. My hope is that by sharing my migraine story and the relief I get from Ubrelvi, it can help someone else. Ask your doctor about Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn more at ubrelvy.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by AbbVie.